Hey, Riley. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Well, I'm really excited for you to be on. If you, I always start my podcast interviews just asking um, the guests to introduce themselves to the audience, getting a, li- a little bit more background about what you do, who you are, and where, where you're currently living. Yeah. So my name is Riley Gordon. I'm currently working in social media. I run my own personal brand here on social media, mainly on TikTok and Instagram, where I just showcase like natural living, um, holistic health, uh, body image, just positivity. Um, I also work in social media management where I also run other people's pages. Um, I live here in Southern California. I'm a surfer. I love nature, just staying really active and yeah. <laughs> yeah. So cool. And what part of California are you in? I'm in Ventura, Ventura, California. So like an hour and a half North of LA. So cool. I bet your weather is really nice all the it's time. It's really nice. Yeah, especially right now. It's usually kind of like overcast and windy here, but we've had some good weeks lately. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's awesome. And how did you get into doing social media? Like, was that always the career path that you wanted to take or like kind of was any of your previous experiences contributed to why you ended up in social media? Yeah. Um, My journey with it has been kind of weird. I feel like it wasn't something I always wanted to do. I think I started to grow an interest for it when I was like 19, 20. Um, I started off just posting like modeling photos. I got into modeling like unintentionally when I lived in LA. So I did that whole like LA model thing where I just post, you know, photos of myself. And after a while, I just grew out of that. Um, I felt weird posting such vain photos of myself after a while. (laughs) And I wanted to showcase more of myself and who I truly was. So yeah, during the pandemic, I feel like it really skyrocketed into me, like sharing, you know, just more vulnerable parts of myself and yeah, really diving into that. And it's been beautiful. Yeah. I love, I mean, I love all the content you post about. I think it's so awesome. And I know you talk a lot about like body acceptance and not always having the best relationship with your body. So I'd love to talk a lot more about that, just about your experience with that. Yeah. Um, So yeah, like I said, like during the pandemic, um, I really came to this like turning point in my social media and I I saw that it was growing a lot, but it never really sit right with me. Like I felt like I, I was kind of showing like a false image of myself and I was really dealing with a lot of like insecurities and just body image issues and the modeling industry in and of itself, you know, really played a toll on how I viewed myself, like constantly comparing myself to other models or getting images back of myself that were like highly edited, it just really warped my perception of how I viewed myself. And then coming from, you know, a rough upbringing as well, I think that just like was a recipe for disaster on how I, you know, felt about myself. Um, So yeah, I would say like during the pandemic, I really just, I had a turning point and I was like, I need to I need to share more of who I am to help women. I really have always like loved people and I've always wanted to inspire others. And yeah, if I can heal women in any way, I think it makes me so happy. So I really just started to dive into that. And it was really scary at first. Um, being so vulnerable online felt very unnatural to me and just very weird in the beginning. But yeah, the the feedback that I got was so much more rewarding than I ever did 
their years previous, um, just posting modeling photos. Yeah. Yeah, that is so cool. And I, how did you get so comfortable? I know you talked about having insecurities. How did you overcome those insecurities or just like develop a better mindset around your body? Mm. I would say one, taking a step back from, you know, modeling that really helped me just getting out of that environment. Um, also building a healthy relationship with food was definitely number one for a long time. I've always been into health food and like holistic health, but I think I was like over analyzing every single thing that I put into my body and it became slightly unhealthy, I would say. Um, so kind of just allowing myself to not care about restriction or anything, just like literally going by intuitive eating, um, eating what my body needed. And I also really stopped like overworking out. If I would say that I would work out probably twice a day, like three hours a day sometimes. And I shifted my mindset from focusing on trying to be skinny to just trying to feel happy and strong. I think that was a big one. Um, and also developing my relationship with God, for sure. I used to be very spiritual, but once I found God, I felt like that really healed a lot of just all around how I view myself and the relationship that I have with myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can resonate with a lot of what you're saying. I, in the previous, like in the past struggled with many different eating disorders and really use food as a way to kind of control life. And really, I also strive to like be skinnier because I thought if I got smaller, people would like me more or I'd be more attractive to other people. And it got obviously to a point where it's very disordered and not healthy. Um, and it was when I finally took a step back and actually got closer to God as well and really got in touch with God and also took a step back at the habits that I had developed that were just so extreme and unhealthy that I realized like that just was not serving me at all in the life that I really wanted to actually achieve, which was like healthy, happy, being surrounded by friends, stuff like that. But when I was stuck in this like hor like this tough mindset of like, always wanting to be thinner and thinner. It was just, it was just never enough. And I never felt enough because I just, yeah. So I can resonate a lot with what you're saying. And I think when I finally took a step back and like asked God for kind of like some guidance and help to get through this tough time is really when I was able to kind of like develop a healthier mindset around it as well. And also I've leaned on intuitive eating as well, just because that's, I mean, it's, intuitive. Like it's like, listen to your body. It takes a while though, after having, I think eating disorders to get back in touch with your body, just because you're so out. Of, I mean, depends on how out of touch you are. I was pretty out of touch with my body and my, like, just because I was so stuck in these disorder eating, eating habits. Um, but once you develop an intuitive, like I like eating intuitively, I think is very helpful. And I think you have to, for me, what was hard when getting into intuitive eating was that it's not perfect. And that's the point of it. You're supposed to listen to your body and learn, you know, eating something and it might not make you feel good, but taking that lesson with you forward. And as someone who's very type A, very perfectionist, it was hard at first to accept that, that it wasn't going to be perfect, but that's what intuitive eating is listening to your body and your body's never going to like eat the perfect amounts and whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. We're not perfect. And I think that was like a big message that I just kept reminding myself is that yeah, it's weird. Like no matter how skinny I got or how in shape I got, I was just never happy with myself. And it wasn't until I kind of let go of that perfectionism and I let my body, you know, change and fluctuate. That's when I really found 
the true love within myself. And it's so ironic because looking back, I'm like, I can't believe like my mindset <laughs> during that time. It's it's bizarre to look at. <laughs> I know. I, I completely agree. And it's so nice when you do start to gain just like a healthy, um, like you're just like, you let your body get to the weight that it's supposed to be at. And you just let it like, you let yourself enjoy the things that you enjoy eating and you do the things that you enjoy doing. And like that tends to be the weight that you should be at. And I think it's just a lot easier to like not think about food when you're not striving for a certain body type instead, like striving for a certain like lifestyle. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So like, and so I know you talk also just like about, or is there like, I'm also just curious, like, is there any affirmations that you tell yourself when you ever feel kind of like that when you're going through that time or just like now, you know, that you tell yourself daily that kind of help you get through like any struggles around your body? Yeah, I would say a big one, like if I like look at an image of myself or I'm just having like a, a bad day looking in the mirror or just feeling uneasy in my body, I try to remind myself that we are all human and it's totally normal to have bad days and not every day is supposed to be perfect or, you know, we're sad or we feel insecure and that's like literally just the cycle of life and it's okay and I try to remind myself, too, that God created us all out of love. And the second I give power to my insecurities, I'm stepping out of the eyes of God in a way. So I just try to stay in faith and prayer and, yeah, stay in love, love and light, because we're literally just made out of love and we're perfect. Just yeah, out of love. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I completely agree. And I think if I ever get insecure about certain things or I just remember that like we're all unique and we all have these quirks for a purpose and just to embrace them. And it's just like what makes us like special is that we are made up of all these different, you know, strengths and weaknesses and we're not going to be the best at everything. Um, but do you ever find yourself like comparing yourself to others? And if so, like how do you kind of like stop doing that? Yeah, I – have gotten really good at doing that or not doing that now. Um, it used to be definitely very bad when I was highly on social media. I would say a big thing, how I don't compare myself anymore is I just, I'm trying to think. Or are there any like habits that you have that like, like that you like, I don't know, like, are there any things that you do to avoid comparing yourself to others? Like for me, I try to avoid social media just because it's just like, it never makes me feel good when I go on. Yes. Yeah. I would say definitely doing a social media cleanse. Like I went through a lot of my following lists, like who I was looking at. And I asked myself, you know, do they serve a purpose in my life? Do they teach me something? Like, how do they make me feel? And no judgment to those people that, you know, I had to unfollow, but I just had to like do a reality check on like, what is this serving me? Like, how does it make me feel viewing this? Do I compare myself or do I feel uplifted and empowered? So I would say that's a big one for sure. You know, I don't think it's very normal or natural for us humans to be exposed to so many different people online. It's like still a new, new path that we're all trying to navigate, I feel like. Um, so if you can like, just sit with yourself and try to like stay really intentional on what you're allowing into your life. Like, what are you exposing yourself to? What are you consuming? I think that's a big one. Yeah. I know. It's really like about like, I feel like what you're consuming and who you're surrounding yourself with, because it's really going to affect how you feel about yourself. 
Um, and it's just like, it is the reality of it. And I think I've done like a similar thing where I've just like unfollowed accounts that like I followed that like just weren't really serving me. And it's not because there's anything wrong with what I'm following, but it's just like, it just wasn't really making me feel my best self. And I feel like that I follow like a lot of quotes, like a lot of like inspirational pages and stuff like that. Just because if I'm going to go online and be like mindless and scroll, I could rather be like consuming things that are going to make me feel good than just like random pictures of things that I'm that aren't going to help me. Exactly. Yep. I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. But if anyone like is like struggling with like developing self-love or is feeling insecure, like what would be your advice to, to those people? I would say, yeah, just developing healthy affirmations to say to yourself daily, you know, literally writing on a mirror if you have to, and just reminding yourself every single day of, what you're incredible at, what you have accomplished, you know, the strong points that have nothing to do with even your body, just your personality. Like, how do you light up other people's lives? I think that's a big one to focus on. Um, And just developing a healthy relationship with, you know, nature and, and healthy eating and, you know, taking care of your body, nurturing your body, like doing things that you truly make you feel positive and and grounded. I think that's so important. You know, I, I really fell in love with, you know, outside activities, you know, connecting to nature, surfing, hiking. Those are ways that I feel really, really empowered in my body naturally, where I, I remind myself how strong I am and resilient. And I think that's important, shifting our mindset from not focusing so much on the appearance, just on how incredible we are, because we are so much more than just what we look like on the outside, you know, our souls are so much more powerful. So I would, yeah, suggest people kind of lean into more of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like having affirmations is so key because I think like the things you tell yourself really create like the way you view yourself and view life. Like I always think I, at one point had such a negative narrative of myself. Like I was always telling myself I wasn't enough or I needed to change. And of course I was in such a bad place. Like why would I be in a good place if I'm telling myself these things like daily? But once I kind of shifted the narrative and like you said, like started appreciating the things that like I'm doing or the things I'm grateful for, like all the things that are great in my life or the things like how much I've grown, like things like that. I really started to shift the way I viewed myself, which I through that, I think I built a lot more confidence because like, wow, I am pretty great. Like I'm not, you know, I don't really need to change who I am. Like, of course there's opportunities for me to grow and get better and there's things I can work on, but the way I'm like, the way I am and who I am is okay and it is enough and I'm great exactly the way I am. Right. That's beautiful. I love that. Thanks. <laughs> um, but, and also like, I feel like there's times in my life when I felt like stuck and like, didn't really know like what to do career wise or just like, right. You're moving to a new city. Like I just felt kind of stuck. Like, do you have any advice? Have you ever felt like that? And if so, like any advice to people in that place? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, right now I'm going through a big changing point in my life and it can feel very uncomfortable and have me feel very uneasy in my body. I am, I'm getting out of a five and a half year relationship and it's, you know, it's all out of love, but I'm 27 now and it can feel like a big, weird life changing moment. (laughs) You know, everything's getting like everything familiar right now seems like it's like dissipating and like, I don't know, but I'm just trying to lean into, yeah, self-love and connecting with my body and reminding myself that, you know, 
we can literally get through anything. Um, yeah, and just trying to stay in prayer. Honestly, God has really just changed my whole mindset all around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that that happened. And it's funny you say that because I just got out of a two-year relationship as well, like a few weeks ago. So it's very timely. Um, I know. And it's hard because it's like when you've been with someone as, I mean, so long as you have, like, I'm sure it's a very scary thing. Like you thought you were going to build your life with them, but if it's not serving you, you shouldn't be in that relationship. And we are so young. I'm 26, you're 27. Like, although it feels old, like to society, it's really not that old. And I feel like it's so much better to end up with the right person who you'll build it and like stay with forever than, you know, end in five years, something like that. So I know I, but I tell myself it's hard because it's like, there is that pressure to be in a relationship at our age and everything. But I feel like you just have to trust God and know that like the right person's going to come at the right time. And you just have to have fun in the meantime. That's what I keep telling myself. I'm like, I know my person's coming. I don't know when. So I'm just going to have a lot of fun in the meantime. Exactly. And it's so weird because as you know, in the beginning of this all happening, it's like, it's so natural for our minds to go like, oh, I'm getting too old. Like what is going to happen to me? Like it's the end of the world. I don't know. I feel like society puts a lot of pressure on like where we should be at a certain age or who should, who like, especially with women, I feel like there's a little more pressure, you know, turning 30 or getting older. Like we have that ticking time bomb for having a child or getting married and it's just stressful, but I just try to like block out, you know, block out all that noise and just know that everybody is on their own path and doing their own work at their own time, their own healing and own growth. And there's really no room to compare because everybody's on their own journey. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's nice that like, I feel like nowadays people are talking more about, you know, getting married later or women are like really focusing on their careers, but like traditionally that's not the case at all. So it's really blocking that out and realize, like you said, we're all on our own path. I love like the phrase or whatever. It's like, there's no rules in life. Like there's no certain way that you should be living your life. We're all going to live different lives. What serves me won't serve you. And it's just focusing on like you and like kind of at our age is being a little bit of selfish, not like in a bad way, but just like realizing that like you need to like build a life that works for you and the right person will come and like compliment that. But it's like, you don't need, like, I feel like it's, you have to build a life. And I've tried to learn that over the years, like build a life that like I could be okay by myself. And I, if I meet another person, that's wonderful. But if not, I know I'll be okay by myself. Yeah. I read something recently. It was like, you don't want to search for happiness in somebody else. You want to like feel the happiness, live the happy life, and then find somebody that just adds to that, you know, rather than, yeah, depending on somebody else for happiness. So that's where I'm at. I, I think it's a beautiful journey and I feel really, it comes in waves. You know, there's days where I'm like feeling really insecure, just like uneasy. But honestly, this is like such a beautiful chapter in my life to really step into my womanhood and confidence and self-independence I think it's a really exciting time and yeah like you said it's so much better to align yourself with a relationship that fully serves your your purpose or your your true self and it's better to do you know end things now than down the road you know coming to the realization that maybe it wasn't that person or maybe you know living in life of regret or whatever. I don't know. I think it's good to just tap into your intuition and go with that. Definitely. And I think it's like, it sounds like we both have done like a lot of self growth over the past few years. And I feel like 
we are in a much better place with our confidence in who we are and like self-acceptance. And I think that's a wonderful place to be at. And I feel like it's so much better to meet a person at that time when you really have so much self-respect and self-worth because you know that you're not going to settle and you know you're going to find the person that's actually going to like appreciate that and probably at a similar level. Like you don't want to settle for someone who's like anything less than that. So exactly. exactly. Yep. Have you started dating yet or not yet? Too soon. Not yet. It's a little too soon. I think I've always been the type that's like in long-term relationships. So I really want to be like, take a step back (laughs) and just focus on friendships. Right now, I'm really trying to focus on building like a core girl group. And it's so weird how God works because I've always, I don't know, I've always been very independent, always involved in a relationship. And I feel like God kind of like just all at once provided me with these like beautiful lifelong friendships. And now I have like a really good core girl group that like we were like perfectly in alignment with like everything that we value and all of our morals. And I don't know, it's so weird. It all just happened like effortlessly at the same time. It's really beautiful to see. But yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I'm just trying to focus on friendships and reconnecting with what makes me happy. You know, I I love surfing. I love hiking. I love traveling. I love building my brand and my business. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. I think that's what I've been trying to do as well. I'm not dating yet. And I feel like I've been leaning, like just like hang, spending a lot of time with my girlfriends in like the city. Like I'm, I live in New York City and I feel like thankfully I have a lot of really good close friends in the city. And I've been just like spending time that I probably would, would like would have spent with like my ex-boyfriend with them. And it's so much fun. And I feel like that's the best way to make the most of this time is really spend qual- like time building those relationships and doing things that bring you happiness um, and it's so wonderful that you have like a support group and that we both have that. So I think that's really helpful just to like keep us busy and, and just like, yeah, do things with people that we really love. Yes. Do you have plans to get married and have kids one day? Something yes, I would love that. I, I come from a very close family and a big, like I have three siblings and we're all very close. So my parents have a beautiful marriage. And so I definitely strive to have that one day and have many kids. That's really beautiful. Um, do you as well? I do. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know how many kids. I've always seen myself having like maybe two. I'm an only child, so it's like hard to imagine having multiple children. But I know growing up, seeing like my cousins and stuff, I always thought that'd be fun. So I definitely want to have more than one. Um, and marriage, I've always imagined myself getting married like in my 30s, maybe like early 30s. I don't know. But it's definitely something I want. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I feel like some, like, there's also no timeline on like how long you need to date someone before getting engaged. So like, who knows, maybe you'll meet someone at like 29 and, or 28 or 29, you get to get engaged by 30. Like there's no timeline too. Like my parents were engaged for six years, but I definitely don't think I want to be engaged for six years. So like, there's also no timeline on like how long you date someone. Cause I feel like when you know, like, you know, so. Yep. I know my friend, she, her parents have a crazy story. They dated when they, they were in their early 20s and they broke up for like seven years and then they like reconnected. But before they like reconnected, they already like got engaged to other people and all this stuff. And they just like naturally found each other again in their lives. And now they've been like happily married for like 30 years or something. Wow. I love that story. I actually just heard, because sometimes I hear like 
right person, wrong time. And I don't know whether like that's true or not, but I also heard something of another similar story, like where, where these like people dated in college and just like ended badly six years, like they took six years to do their own thing and they got back together and now they're like moving in together. And I think that's so cool. Like maybe just people have to like do their own self growth and experience other things before like settling down with that person. Exactly. You never know. Yep. Everybody's on their own healing path and yeah, it's really beautiful. I don't know. I think love and, be- and relationships are just just so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And just now being the place that you are, is there anything that like you would tell your younger self or things you wish so- you knew sooner? Mm, definitely that things aren't always as serious or as intense as like our minds can make it out to be. I think I always put a lot of pressure on myself to be like perfect And if I messed up, I really, really had a lot of like negative dialogue to myself. So I'd probably just tell myself, like, take a breath. Like, honestly, things are not as crazy or as intense as like your mind makes it out to be. Um, And also, yeah, just how I view myself that I would just try to reassure my younger self that you don't need to compare yourself and you don't need to be so hard on yourself for your body. You know, you're your soul is what, you know, people admire the most, not, not just your appearance. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, those are things I would tell my younger self too, because I, I was the same exact way. I put so much pressure on myself and I don't know if it was like an oldest child thing or what, but I put so much pressure on myself to like be a certain way, look a certain way. And it's just like, it's so boring doing that and so stressful to live your life. It's not like you, like you said, it's life is not that serious. And so I feel like, yeah, just like letting yourself breathe and just live and just like let it happen naturally is really key. And I think it's easier to form real authentic relationships too. Like when you just allow yourself to literally be quirky or mess up or just be vulnerable, like you don't need to like be this perfect person all the time. I think I think when I was trying to do that, I, I, I struggled even with like bringing people close into my life because I was like just a perfectionist. So yeah, I feel like vulnerability and just allowing yourself to mess up here and there is what, you know, people admire. I don't know. People want realness and that's how you form genuine connections. Yeah. Definitely. I'm the same way. I feel like I used to kind of just like try to like make like my life seem perfect. And just, I feel like people really appreciate when you are authentic and who you are and people really, I'm drawn to people that you know, tell me about the bad things in life and the good things. Like I know no one is perfect. So there's no reason to put like this persona on that things are because I don't know. And people just can relate to you. If you're going to talk about the hard things that are going through your life, they'll feel a lot more comfortable talking about the things that they're struggling with. And then you actually like have a deeper connection because you actually like can relate on different things. Um, So I think that is like so key. And so, and I think like having like a, such a strong relationship with God is really beneficial for my life. And it sounds like for yours, but I would love to know like how you do, or like if anyone's like wants to develop a stronger relationship with like God or like a higher power, like how you kind of like, would you, what's your advice to them? Mm. I would say be open to it, you know, let it find you at the right time. I think if you keep an open heart and an open mind, it'll guide you naturally on the, the path that you know, fits for you. And you know, don't let don't let anybody else dictate that or pressure you into anything. Cause I know for myself, I, I honestly I was very spiritual growing up, but I, I 
I never really, you know, was excited to go to church or I always turned my cheek, you know, like listening to the gospel music or, um, yeah, just seeing people preach it like in the streets and stuff. I always, I don't know. I, uh, I just let it naturally find me, you know, during the pandemic, I was walking by this park, um, here in Ventura and they were, they were playing music outside and it was like a whole group of people and it just naturally, you know, I, this voice came into my, my intuition and was like, you should go sit down. And I just followed that. I, I kept an open heart rather than, you know, judging it or turning my head away like I normally would in the past. Um, and it led me to a really beautiful community and a beautiful path. So I think, yeah, I would just recommend just keeping an open heart and open mind and no judgment. You know, it'll, it'll naturally guide you where you need to be. Yeah, no, I think that's so cool. And I think it is important to remember like to let it naturally come to you. I think I'd always grown up like also like religious, but like going to church, but like not really getting excited about it or really having like a really deep connection with God. And I remember it was kind of when I hit my rock bottom, I was like at my lowest weight and like in college. And I was just like, felt really, I mean, I had friends, but I felt really alone because I was so in my head about like just this, I was stuck in the eating disorder and I felt like I hit rock bottom and I was just like, I didn't know what to lean on. And all I was like, I'll lean on God. Cause I don't know what else to do anymore. And, and I think over time I've built a stronger relationship with him as the more I've trusted God and also let go of the control to con- have a control of everything in my life. And, um, it's just been so key and like beneficial in my life. Cause I just realized I don't have control. And so there's no point in like trying to worry or fear like what's going to happen. Cause he has a greater plan for us and you just got to have to have that trust in him. Exactly. Yeah. And I've ever since I've, you know, leaned into God or had that same mindset, like what you just said, you know, understanding that he has a greater plan for us. Yeah. That perfectionism and that pressure that I've always had on myself has really lifted, you know, just, just putting your, your faith in something else. I think it takes a lot of our own self duties away from ourselves, or like self pressure. I don't know. It's been really beautiful though. I'm very grateful. Yeah. And I feel like it is like for me personally, it's like, a, like I constantly have to remind myself because I like, I'm so ingrained. This perfectionism is ingrained in me. So like, it's like, I don't want to do it anymore. And I like know deep down, like not to, but sometimes it like will come back. So I just always have to re- revert back to kind of like affirmations or just like, kind of like just reminding myself that's like, and I have to like, cause sometimes I'll like get mad at myself for like going back to like overthinking or fearing something. And it's like, it's okay. Like, it's not going to, happen not like right away. Like you have to just every day kind of constantly practice it. And the more you practice it, the more it will come naturally and everything. But I feel like not to like think it's going to happen overnight where it's going to be easy. Right. Happens at divine timing. Yeah, for sure. Um, But the last two questions I always like to ask my guests is the first being, what is your favorite quote or piece of advice? Mm, Favorite quote or piece of advice? Yeah, I think it's just reminding ourselves that we're all on our own path um, to never compare yourself to one someone else's journey. Um, things happen at divine timing and things happen. Yeah, I would just say at divine timing and to never, yeah, never compare. I, I spent a lot of time in my life comparing to other people's journeys, especially, you know, going through like huge transitions, like I am now like a breakup or moving or a job transition, you know, it's so easy to compare yourself to somebody else's path. Um, but yeah, just remind yourself that God has a bit greater plan for you and everything happens at divine timing and all out of love. So just, just be gentle with yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. And then what is something you do every day that brings you joy? Uh, surfing's a big one. Uh, spending time with my dogs. I'm a big animal lover. <laughs> um, and taking time every day to, you know, nourish my body with like a healthy meal or something that just makes me feel, yeah, energized and self-care. I'm a big self-care person. I love skincare and baths and meditating and yeah, just taking time to connect with myself and having that quiet time, you know, no phones, no, no interruptions. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any like favorite go-to meals right now that you've been like enjoying? Yeah. I've always loved making Buddha bowls. I don't know if you've heard of Buddha bowls, but it's literally just like rice and then whatever veggies you have in the the fridge. Um, And then I make this really good sauce where it's like uh, vegan mayonnaise and soy sauce. But you can literally like put anything on it, like pickled beets, avocado, sauteed veggies, like that's like my go-to and it's super easy to make. Yeah. <laughs> easy, but nutritious, healthy meals. <laughs> I love that. I, I'm so, I love bowls because I like also gluten-free and I feel like bowls are just so easy to like put rice in with veggies and a protein and like a fat yeah. of some kind. Yeah. How long have you been gluten-free for? So I have celiac. I've been gluten-free since I was in fourth grade. So I don't know, like at this point, like 16, 17 years. So I've had it through like the tough times. I feel like it was really hard when I first got it because like it wasn't really like a thing to be gluten-free, but nowadays it's kind of like almost trendy. So it's, there's a lot more products out there that I, or I can buy, which is nice. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. There's so many gluten-free options now. I try to be gluten-free as well, just because I notice like inflammation or just, I don't always feel the best. I guess I really want to travel to like Europe because I hear the gluten out there isn't it doesn't affect us the way it does here in America. I don't know if you if you ever heard of that. I've definitely heard of that. I like because I'm celiac. I still can't really eat it, so I've never like done that when I've been abroad. But I've heard like family members go abroad and they say the, that thing. It's just less processed of what I've heard. Processed, yeah. I think our our crops or our pesticides that we use on it affects it. I'm not sure, but <laughs> yeah, no. But I, I have heard that you should definitely go to Europe and try that out. <laughs> it's a good excuse to go. <laughs> it's in wine. <laughs> exactly. Um, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you and follow you before I let you go? Yeah, you can find me at Riley Gordon on Instagram and Riley Gordon X on TikTok. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much. This was so fun. <laughs>